Hi, I'm Katie, and I've been an educator for over 20 years, from paraprofessional to 10 years as a classroom teacher, to principal to district administrator, I've done it all. Being an educator right now is challenging, to say the least. No matter the role, we can find ourselves overwhelmed and stressed out. I've been there, and I found the secret to a work-life balance that improved my life. Join me in discovering simple secrets that will help you step away from the noise and improve your life. Welcome back, amazing educators. It's so good to talk to you again this week. Uh, Today, I really wanted to focus on something that I believe is kind of a culmination of many of the things we've been talking about over the last 39 episodes, because we're in episode 40 right now, which first of all, just blows my mind uh, that we have been together that long. And we've been talking an awful lot about how do we move towards our goals? How do we achieve our goals? Uh, What are some of the barriers and things that get in our way? You know, looking at those ABCs of goals, awareness of what we're thinking and doing that could potentially um, prevent us or move us towards our goals, breaking down any barriers that do get in the way and in very intentional ways and creating new habits. And as I was thinking about this and thinking about what we do, what, you know, what's the process in this, I started thinking about some mindset things that get in our way sometimes. And what I really, my goal for all educators is to really empower you to embrace your worth and approach life with confidence and self-assurance, getting yourself to your goals. And what I wanted to really focus on today was the importance of believing in your own self-worth and how you can navigate both personal and uh, professional situations with the understanding that you are inherently enough, just as you are right now. Now, that doesn't mean that we can't continue to want to grow and improve. So don't hear me that I mean you never have to uh, improve or want to do better. What I'm saying is for the right here and the right now, we are enough. And part of that is understanding what our self-worth is. And the way we can define that is the value we possess no matter the external validation or achievements. So no matter what other people say about us, no matter what achievements we have um, met in our lives, irregardless of all of that, we know our inherent value. Because what we also know is that self-worth is not tied to accomplishments or the opinions of others. It's really how we think about what we do every single day and the value we place on that. And again, this isn't to say that we are always going to think that we do amazing jobs and that there's nothing we need to do to improve. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying though, is that we do believe we are doing the best that we could possibly do in the moment. And so to do some of that, we have to challenge some of the limiting beliefs because those will come up. So those could be uh, social beliefs, like societal and cultural narratives that kind of undermine, especially women, um, our self-worth. So being very aware of the messages that are living around us in social media, 
in uh, the cultures that we live in. So depending on which region we live in, which state we live in, the area of that state we live in, all of that comes with some um, cultural and societal narratives that could impact our self-worth. So again, there's your awareness, right? Being very aware of what those are and how we want those to impact our life. The other thing that we want to focus on, and we talk about this a lot on this podcast, is identifying and reframing that negative self-talk. The negative self-talk is what gets in our way. They are the beliefs that hinder our sense of worthiness at times. And I, I always encourage people to be so aware of how they talk to themselves. When you talk to yourself in a way that's encouraging, then when those limiting self-beliefs come up, because our brain will offer them, that's just a fact of life, our brain's going to offer those things to us, but we don't have to believe them or buy into them. We can say, oh, I hear you, and that's not really true. This comes sometimes, I, I noticed in my own work, the self-talk that I had before I started this work and self-talk that started uh, for me even in my childhood and younger years was self-talk about how stupid I was and really on things that were so inconsequential. I would drop a pencil and go, oh, stupid, pick that up. That was dumb. Things that I would do that just had no impact on anything. I would say things like, well, that was dumb. Or gosh, you're stupid. Those types of self-talk have such an impact on the way we have a sense of self-worth. So if you find yourself doing those, be super aware and see if you can't shift those a little bit because those are the things that are barriers. Those are the, those are the self-talk narratives that have the most impact. So really identifying and reframing that negative self-talk. Embracing our imperfections. As educators, I can't tell you how many educators and teachers that I meet that tell their students mistakes are how we learn. If we never made a mistake, we would never learn anything. This is a, you know, a mistake encouraged zone. And yet we don't have that same grace for ourselves. We need to understand and encourage that acceptance of imperfections whether it's professional or personal, and understand that they don't diminish our self-worth. They really don't. They give us lessons just like we tell our students, right? We learn from our mistakes. That is the same thing in our personal and professional lives when we're talking about ourselves as teachers, as mothers, as partners, as uh, women living in this region. We need to embrace the imperfection because there is beauty in authenticity and vulnerability. There is a beauty when we can accept, oops, that wasn't something that worked this time. And I would do that differently the next time. When we let our minds realize 
that it is okay that we are not perfect. And we've talked about perfection before. This really speaks to that perfectionism piece. But really showing ourselves and highlighting that when we're authentic and vulnerable, we are in a state of acceptance and self-worth. We are in a state of growth and change. And so to do that, we really do need to practice self-compassion, right? So when we're acknowledging and embracing our personal flaws and mistakes and saying, oh, yep, that's what I did. And hey, I wouldn't do that again next time. I do it this way. That's self-compassion. And talk to yourself as you would talk to one of your students, talk to your best friend, talk to your partner. Often we find ourselves being 150 times harder on ourselves than we would ever be on our best friends, on our partners, on our students, on our neighbors. How do we practice self-compassion? How do we treat ourselves with the same kindness and understanding as we would with our best friend? That is so important to building our self-worth because we are going to make mistakes and we want to be able to have that compassion when we do. Give yourself grace. Uh, You have heard me say that time and time again in this podcast. We have got to give ourselves grace. Now, it also comes with setting some boundaries. And we have talked boundaries before. So asserting boundaries in personal and professional relationships to honor what we believe our worth and our values are. So we want to tie those very carefully to those internal worth and value pieces and not confuse this with fear and resistance. But boundaries are when we say what we are going to do or not do in relationship to another person's actions. And I've talked about that before where I have a boundary about when I will stay late at work and when I won't. And there are days where, yes, in my position, I stay late uh, from a typical, uh, you know, 7.30 to 4.30 day time and time again. Uh, But I also accept that as part of my position, but I have boundaries. If I'm, you know, packing up and getting ready to leave and somebody comes in and says, hey, can you come attend this meeting really quick? You know, nine and a half times out of 10, I'll say, oh, no, I'm not able to do that today. Can we reschedule? Because I do have boundaries around my calendar, because you know that I calendar my days and I calendar my time. I have, but that comes out of my self-worth. That comes out of taking care of me as a person and knowing my self-worth enough that I don't always have to say yes. How many of you say yes out of fear that someone will think you are less than if you say no? That's part of that self-work, self-worth work as well understanding my self-worth, challenging those limiting beliefs. So there's a limiting belief, right? If I don't say yes to this person, they're not going to like me. They're not going to think I can do the job. They can, you know, whatever that limiting belief is. 
But if I have the, the um, ability to challenge that negative self-talk and say, that's not true. That's just, you know, that's just something you're thinking right now. And we have so much evidence that that is not the case. And then we say, and my boundary is. And I've communicated that boundary to people. So boundaries also are communicated to people. There's, there is not a secret to my boundaries. Because I will say that to somebody, hey, you know, I'm sorry, we need to reschedule that. Um, you know, this is that I'm getting ready to go home. And, you know, for, for whatever reason, this is the reason that I'm doing that. So that connection between confidence and self-worth. Building confidence. We need to build confidence in sharing strategies for building confidence. So we've done that before. Positive affirmations, visualization, self-care practices, all of that builds confidence. And there is a high connection between confidence and self-worth. So the more that we practice these setting boundaries, this self-compassion, this embracing perfection, imperfection, challenging limiting beliefs, all of that is building confidence along the way. Setting boundaries, you know, recognizing setting boundaries is an act of self-respect, right? Taking care of ourselves, that's part of setting boundaries. Developing growth mindset. Now, as educators, growth mindset has been a big thing in our industry for, for over a decade. So how do we embrace that mindset that values learning growth and progress over perfection? And then encouraging that we need to celebrate our journey and our milestones, no matter how small. Stop waiting for something major to celebrate. There is something every day in our life that we do that we should be celebrating. Don't wait. Every day, find something. And that's that gratitude piece that also helps in that self-worth when we can be grateful every single day about something. And then we're celebrating along the way that builds that confidence, that builds that self-worth, that helps me believe I am enough in who I am right now. And then we align those actions with values. So again, when we are being authentic with ourselves and we're fostering that sense of authenticity and worthiness, we then align our actions with those values. So you can see the connections. Do you see the through line here in all of the things that we've talked about? There's a through line here. We have to have an understanding of self-worth. We need to challenge limiting beliefs because then we can embrace imperfection and then we're practicing self-compassion. And then we're able to set boundaries. And then we, all of that is developing this growth mindset and building confidence. And now we're starting to act, you know, walk the walk and talk the talk, right? Talk the talk, walk the walk. So when we're staying true to ourselves in all of these situations, now I'm not saying being flexible, <laughs> right? We still have to be flexible, but also there is, you know, what am I willing, like, where is my line right now between flexibility 
and staying true to myself in these situations. And some of the way that I do that personally too is just seeking support and community. So you are my community. I also have so many communities of coaches um, and friends and colleagues that I draw on to be mentors, to be friends, to uplift and validate the things that I'm doing, to help me problem solve and think through things as I'm making decisions about what my next steps are and what I want to do and how I want to grow and how I'm thinking about things. You know, so seeking that support and community is another place where I'm continuing to build on uh, what I'm doing and you know, that is outside validation as well, which isn't what we want to build self-worth on. And yet what it helps us do is have some of those, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just situations where I know I'm being supported. So I know that the work that I'm doing is valued work. Now, it doesn't have to be valued by anyone necessarily. And yet we know how we feel when other people validate what we're doing. But that's the difference there is I'm not seeking somebody's validation to, to feed my own self-worth. I know what I'm worth. I know what I believe in. I stay true to that. And when others do validate it, it's just, you know, a little bit of support, <laughs> right? Um, I just... For me, anyway, that that is a truth. And then I'm able to encourage those connections with others. And for women in particular, I really love it when women can support women and not feel they need to compete. But really, we can be the support and community for others as well. And then we're able to celebrate together and we're celebrating that personal growth together. Those milestones, we get to acknowledge the achievements no matter how small. And we want to celebrate those things. And then that just in turn promotes the growth and progress that we have in our continuous journey. That's where we're getting towards reaching our goals and having that capacity and stamina and excitement in moving towards our goals. Because we need those little jolts of excitement along the way, because a lot of times reaching goals is not exciting. It's the routine. It's the um, consistent uh, actions that we have to do, which don't always come with fanfare, don't always come with cheerleaders, don't always come with, well, really don't always come with excitement. When I think about some of the goals that I've had in my life, you know, getting my doctoral degree was a huge goal. And let me tell you, there were days that it was not exciting as I was pouring through tables and tables of research and getting information and taking notes. And, you know, some of that was a bit monotonous reading through those studies. There was no excitement there, but I was moving towards my goal. And I was able to get through those harder times because I had self-worth 
And I knew that I was doing the absolute best I could do in that moment. I was learning, I was growing, I was embracing that discomfort. Because there's even, there's discomfort in what we do as we're working towards goals. But what helps us power through that discomfort and maybe embrace that discomfort is our self-worth, is our knowledge that we're going to make mistakes and we're going to have some learning and sometimes we're going to fail and that's okay because I know in the end I'm worth it. That's what I really want you to walk away with today. Your worth is inherent and not determined by external factors. You are, ha- you are who you are and are beautiful just as you are. And when you embrace your authentic self and approach life with confidence, then you are able to navigate any personal or professional goals with resilience and a strong sense of worthiness. Believe in yourself. You are enough just as you are. What do you want to do next? How do you want to grow? That's your personal choice. I hear this sometimes even uh, in situations where some of my clients will say, other people don't think I'm good enough. They want me to do this and this and this. And I will challenge that. Do other people want you to grow or do they want you to change? Because those are different, right? We don't waste our time helping people who we don't think can grow move forward, right? Those people are left to their own devices. So be careful too, looking at the difference between somebody who's encouraging you to grow versus somebody who doesn't think you're good enough, because those are two different things. Growth is different than not being good enough. You are good enough in who you are right this minute. I think about that even this time of year. So, you know, still holiday season right now as I'm recording this podcast and thinking about the things that I say yes to, the things that I say no to, how I don't tie my worth to something that I'm saying no to. There, There's a lot going on right now. There are a lot of events, a lot of um, asks Uh, a lot of pressure that we can put on ourselves or feel like others are putting on us, especially this time of year. Take a breath. You are exactly who you need to be right now. We don't need to say yes to everything. That doesn't make us less worthy. So again, I really want to empower you to embrace your worth Approach life with confidence and self-assurance and really focus on the importance of believing in your own self-worth and how you can navigate that. Any situation, personal, professional, with that understanding that you are inherently enough just as you are. Thank you for joining me today. I get such energy from speaking with you and 
hearing the feedback that I get from many of you. Again, my name's Katie Barrett. My website is www.thejoyfuleducatorllc.com. On that website, you can find resources. You can find ways to work with me. You can email me, katie at thejoyfuleducatorllc.com, and katie is K-A-T-I-E. Thank you so much for joining me. I wish you strength during this last week before winter break for many of us. You're almost there, teachers. You've got this. You're going to take a break, get some relaxation in there. Have an amazing week. Live joyfully.